From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we are the four for the fans, the Bleed Blue Show, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud. Uh, shout out to RP, can't make this episode, and he's doing his fundraiser thing. Shout out to RP. Uh, last episode before Turkey Day, because Bleed Blue Show, we need a break, man. So the rest of the schedule for the rest of the month. You can check it out. Um, we got the uh, basketball on uh, Wednesday. We got the, you know, in between games for the Knicks, the last episode for the Knicks before the holiday. Two football episodes preview versus the the Lions on Thursday, post game versus the Lions on Sunday, and our last hockey episode uh, before Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll we resume we'll resume after Turkey Day and and get back into talking to sports. But uh, I, I think got some topics tonight, man. Um, first of all, a lot of sports going on tonight, so I already caught a peripheral eye. I was watching a little bit of the Devil game. Uh, just now, they were playing in Montreal. Montreal going with the Blue Unis tonight in Montreal. Uh, I watched uh, the game last night, the Islander game versus the Senators. We'll talk about our Rangers, of course. Um, they've got this Hockey uh, Hall of Fame. we got to discuss the inductees, man, that's going on uh, with the Sedin twins and Daniel Apherson and Roberto Luongo and, and longtime hockey player Herb Carnegie uh, out there in Canada. Uh, Selena as well. We'll talk about those guys as well. So let's have a well-rounded uh, uh, episode and go out with a bang. Uh, Glenn, what's up, man? Uh, we could talk our team. Let's talk uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. Let's talk about all these other teams around the league and what happened with the Rangers. Up and down, up and down, up and down. But last episode before we uh, come back after the holiday, man. What's up, bro? How's everything? Up. Oh. Everything's really good. Uh, hello to everybody out there. Uh, yeah, just like you said, we, it's been kind of a Ranger roller coaster uh, in the last uh, week and also really all season long. Uh, but, uh, you know, they did get two out of three wins, and uh, so you got to be happy with that. I mean, obviously the Detroit game was, was a tight game uh, until the explosion of six goals in the third period. And, uh you know, they started off a little flat uh, in Arizona with Arizona the other night at home. And, uh, you know, then they kind of picked it up, and I thought they won going away. So, uh, um, you know, I think that uh, overall it was a good week. Uh, like they keep saying after games, there are some games that they need to tighten up. Um, I don't know that there's anything that, uh, you know, stands out to me as really alarming. Um you know, there might be some things that, that they need to do a little bit better, and we can talk about that. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I think with the way they've played uh, throughout the season, uh, they're right about where they should be in the standings right now. And hopefully they can have a good trip out west. A lot of times, uh, you know, some time out out, uh, out of the city, and, uh, you know, they get together for dinners and hang out, and uh, uh, maybe a little bonding goes on. And, uh, you know, I mean, none, none of the teams out west are uh, – uh, any that you really, you know, are, are afraid of. And, uh, you know, so hopefully they can pick up some points out there, get their game going a little bit, and come back uh, uh, after Thanksgiving in, uh, you know, more in, more in the mode that we expect. The words you said, Glenn, you said, you know, the, the key word I caught 
You said it's not alarming. I would agree with that. So I guess what is the right word we can describe this up and down trend with the blue shirts? Is it concern is maybe a, 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 an accurate word? What, what would you describe? You know, I wouldn't want to go with the, uh, the, the right adjective as far as inconsistent, as far as getting two points and wins. But I, I thought there's games on the schedule they should have had. Um, they did what they needed to do. You're right. And coming in a back-to-back game situation. Uh, I mean, they went off. They went off in a, in a goal explosion in Detroit in the third period. They just poured it on and forgot to bring their goals to Nashville. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They brought the forgot yeah, to score goals yeah. in Nashville, and then they finished up strong with the power play versus Arizona, and they did a good job against the, a top three power play unit in the Coyotes, and they did a good job killing. But yep. so how, how would you describe this team, man? Because I honestly can't – I don't know what I'm getting game to game with the Blue Shirts because I thought there's some games they would, they would be on more of a winning streak than up and down, up and down. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah. Well, I, that's the exact word that I would use, Steve, uh, concerning, not, not alarming where it's a matter of, oh, my God, what are they going to do? I don't see where there's a solution here. Uh, I think it's more of, uh, like you say, concerning is the word. Um, I feel like a lot of them seem to be pressing. I feel like, and I, I haven't had a chance to look at the stats, but I feel like there's a lot of block shots. There's a lot of shots that don't hit the net. Uh, there's a lot of passes that, at least from watching on TV, you, you're wondering, why did they even try that? <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to say that some of that is because of all the line shuffling that's had to be done. Um, you know, I mentioned last week, it looked like we were, uh, uh, Glott was starting to settle on uh, what his lines were going to be. Um, I think the first line, and hey, Jimmy Vesey's done a good job up there. Jimmy Vesey, we know, is, is not a top six uh, forward, but, you know, he's done a good job on that line. Uh, you know, he scored that one goal. I, I thought he's done a good job digging pucks out of the corner. I mean, man, he got hit flush in the face uh, with that shot the other night, and, uh, you know, he was, he was right back. Uh, so putting the kid line together looks like that's, uh, you know, been a good thing for them. Uh, the second line is, you know, all set. Um, and I think the, third, the fourth line really is kind of starting to come into, you know, what it's going to be now too. Uh, uh, you know, Blay is going to be there. Reeves is going to come in and out. Um, I think Gautier is a guy that you're going to want to keep in the lineup. So I'm hoping that with the lines maybe being a little more solidified, uh, that maybe there'll be a little more chemistry uh, with all the players on each line and, and uh, uh, you know, the positioning will get, get, get better, the passing will get better, the shooting will get better. Um, I think they need to – you know, sometimes it seems like they're just firing away. I know they're uh, – I think they're uh, fourth in the league in shots per game with uh, over 34 shots a game. Uh, but their scoring is down, and their shooting percentage is down. If you look at uh, – you know, you look at the, the number of goals that they've scored, like I said, they're, they're – uh, you know, they're in like the middle of the pack. I think they're around 12th in goals per game. Uh but take away the seven against Minnesota, the eight against Detroit, and the six against Anaheim, and then where are they? Um, you know, so, I mean, we've talked about it. They need to score more. 
Um, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they, they, they start getting smarter. We talked last week about, you know, they just need to play smarter. Um, you know, pick your shots. Um, I mean, I like shooting away. I don't want them to go back to, you know, 19 shots a game and looking for the per- perfect shot every every time. But, uh, you know, I think they got to just look up more, look for their teammates, look for, you know, wh- where the players and the opposition are. Um you know, and I th- I think this team will start to score more. I really think they will. Um, but uh, again, I- I'm going to go back to thinking if if we can get the lines solidified, if Gallant is not going to be switching guys back and forth every other game, uh, that I-, I think the goals will come. So to me, that's really the biggest thing that that I see right now that's uh, that's hurting this team. I think Igor is starting to uh, kind of round into shape a little bit. He's had some you know, good games the last few games. Uh, we need more. I mean, uh, we, we need more from from the backup. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that, uh, <laughs> you know, he's been a little snake bit okay. where they don't give him a lot of uh, uh, a lot of support goal-wise, but he's had a couple of crappy games himself. Um, and, uh, you know, well, so we need a little more from the goaltending. I think Igor's starting to round around. But I think the biggest problem with this team right now is, you know, they need to score. They need to get some chemistry, and hopefully they can get that on the road. Oh, yeah. Talk about goal support, man. And let me, I, I'd be honest with you guys. Uh, the testimony, uh, Glenn, uh, is me making that trip to Nashville this past weekend yep. to go see that game. Oh, see, when, I, when, when my boy, my boy, my boy, when my boy Frank asked me, my boy, I have a boy named Frank, and he's a big Rangers fan, right? And he's like, hey, mm-hmm. man. You know, it was even on my radar. He was like, hey, man, let's make the trip to Nashville. And I said, uh, yeah, all right, you know, because it's my boy, you know. So, big, yep. we're big Rangers fans, of course, right? So, um, you know, when he got the ticket, I said, hey, man, you know, um, this is storytelling time, by the way. So, you know, ahead, I, ahead, never in my thoughts, never, never in my thought, you know, it hit me like who was going to be playing goalie that night. You could never even foresee it well over a month ago, right? So, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like, I had a good time. You know, ate at party. Uh, what's it called? What's the name of that place? Party, party flow or party some? Oh, party foul. Hot chicken place, right? Okay. Very okay. good stuff. I had the uh, country st- the hot. Uh, it was like it looked like a like a country fried steak, but it was hot chickenish and mm-hmm. the the collard greens. Very good stuff. You know, you know, got my sip on. You know, very good. Took a nap before we went on the Broadway and. So, you know, ran into a lot of Ranger fans, of course, Glenn, and had a good time, you know. But, it, it, like, time was so fast. You you know, smiles and pictures with Rangers fans. And it was all over Instagram. If, you, if you're if you on Instagram, you, it was all over the Instagram this past weekend, right? You I'll know, tell you, well, did, you get that, did you get to hang out with any of the dads while you were out there? Any I didn't dads? see any of the dads. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I didn't didn't see any of the but the thing was, there was a lot of people in town. Because also, we got to remind, I didn't realize it at the time, so it made sense. Like you saw a lot of Broncos jerseys, Denver Broncos jerseys. Why? Because the Broncos were in town too versus the Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans. So we ran into a lot right. of Broncos fans who happened to be Avalanche fans. So it was a good conversation. It was good camaraderie, just talking sports. Oh, because you know I'm a Rangers guy, but oh yeah, you must be a Giants fan. Yep, yep, a Giants fan. So you know. Mm-hmm. It was, a lot of that talk, you know, so we talked a lot of Colorado Avalanche at the bars, mm-hmm. a lot of Rangers, a lot of Ranger fans, of course. There's always a lot of Ranger fans. Mm-hmm. It's probably been my third or fourth time to Nashville for a game. I only went because my boy Frank, my boy Frank wanted me to go. 
or he asked me to go. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. So um, it was last minute. And um, it, but the, I say all this to say because having in the midst of having a good time, good conversation, camaraderie, uh, Glenn never even crossed my mind. I, I'm assuming Shesterkin's in that. They even, they even mm-hmm. totally forgot we had a game on Sunday versus the Coyotes. So I say right. all this to say, <laughs> had I known how Halak was in net, I didn't find out until the period started. Had I known, mm-hmm. I would have never went into the arena. I would have kept, I would have mm-hmm. kept my my ass out there, bar hopping, you know, going to you know the, the live music. You know how it is out there in Nashville. Glenn. Yeah, I would never have went into the arena had I known he was there. And, yeah. then, and, and when because he was there, it was everything I expected to see. Meaning lack of goal support. You saw the the uh, the explode. That was the one thing I feared as a selfish Rangers fan. Uh, forgive me for saying that, Glenn. Uh, you know, I saw the the goal explosion in Detroit the previous game. I said, oh, shit. He ain't, they're not going to score the next night. And that's exactly yeah. what they did. So, I mean, the one I mean, the one goal, he, I think um, the one that the guy uh, overpowered, it was Janikowski, he overpowered Alexei yep. Lafreniere. He, like, really muscled that goal and to make it 2 nothing. I mean, the Rangers had a lot of shots on goal, but it just didn't feel right, man. And just this is something, a different vibe, a different energy when Halak's in that this year up until this point. Uh, so yeah. I, I, it was good times and bad times. I wish, I, I mean, I wish I would have gave my, guy, my boy his money back. Like, I'm, I'm cool. I did, I'd rather have not gone to the game, Glenn. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, Steve, I mean, with Halak, um, you know, it kind of reminds me of a lot of uh, other guys that the Rangers got in the past, probably Ken Hodge being the uh, the biggest one, where mm-hmm. you know, he'd say, man, he always killed us, and now that we got him, he's still killing us. Uh, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, you did see a good game. It was a tight game. Um, yeah. You know, again, okay. I, I thought the opposite. I thought after that explosion in Detroit, you know, Nashville hasn't really gotten off to a good start. Soros hasn't gotten off to a good start. I was like, all right, the, the goals are going to start to come now. And, you know, Soros, uh, you know, he wasn't incredible, but he went back to being UC Soros for that game. And, uh, you know, he kind of stifled them. And like we said, the Rangers had plenty of shots and, and just couldn't score. They had good opportunities to score. Um, and, uh, you know, again, they scored one goal. You know, what do you expect the guy to do? So, uh, but, hey, at least you got to hang out in Nashville. I mean, I'll tell you, I've never been to Nashville uh, either oh, just to be there or to go to a game. I never have been. Um, oh, I didn't now know my that. wife I was out there. My wife was out there on business about four years ago, and she was out there for a couple of weeks, and the Rangers happened to be out there. So we talked, and I said, well, I'll get you a ticket. You go, you know, see if somebody wants to go there with you, or uh, I'll get you a couple of tickets. Go while you're there. Why not go see uh, – Again, the the atmosphere in the arena is supposed to be great, and she did. So my wife has seen the Rangers play in Nashville, but I haven't. But uh, from hmm. what she told me, the, the town is fantastic. The arena, the atmosphere is great. Uh, the fans were really friendly. Uh, so that's uh, one place I'm going to have to uh, put on my map as, uh, as far as getting there uh, in the next year or two to go see the Rangers play. Yeah, my, my to be quite honest with you, Glenn, as a fan, I'm a guy who's – tries to check off all the... I'm like you. 
and Scott in that as in that in that sense of I try to go to away games. I mean, I've been mm-hmm. the Garden all my life, right? So my whole sure, in, sure. In, in any sport, I, I try to go. I try to go with the road, like the experience. My target, and I've said it for the last couple of years on this platform, is the West of Canada trip. Um, COVID's kind of the COVID. Uh, uh, it's not really COVID, but it's more of the laws of what was going on between Canada and the United yeah. States at the border the last couple yeah. of years. That's kind of delayed that. But that's still a priority. As high on the list, um, Calgary, Edmonton, like that swing out there. I want to yep. do that. I got I want to do that. That's like number one on a hockey level. That's that's like number one. Um, well, outside see, of that, that I think be... I've kind of been everywhere I wanted to be for the most part. Like I mean, mm-hmm. there's places I haven't been, but I don't really necessarily care. But that's the number one right now on my list. Is that uh. Mm-hmm. That West of Canada, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely like like your wife said. It's definitely. I mean, because it's all laid out. It's per, I'm, I love compact cities. Uh, when I say a compact city, like cities, you don't really. It's not a lot of driving. Everything's probably mm-hmm. on foot. And Nashville is definitely like that. Like no yep. different, kind of like a Boston-ish, or maybe to an extent, like maybe D.C. or even Manhattan. I mean, if you look at just Manhattan. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, unless you're coming from, of course, Long Island, Jersey, upstate, or right. something like that. But um, yeah, I was, Nashville is all laid out. It's perfect. Nobody has to drive. It's, it's perfect. And there's a lot of Ranger fans that, that make that trip. A lot of people come down for yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was a little disappointed well, that that Halak was in there, and, and, and it went exactly yeah. how I thought it would. But they bounced back and went. But it, it's like I just, I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's this, it's concerning but not alarming. Like, cause I thought they would be mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. better, knowing that seeing that Jersey's playing better, and I, we got to talk about that. They had the big win streak. Yeah. Uh, you know, Philadelphia's actually playing better. The Islanders, are, they're, they're doing all right. You know, like there's Carolina. I mean, that was another game that was uh, that Saturday night, that Carolina and um, Colorado game, where that Colorado won. But you know, excellent, excellent game. Um, what do you? What else do you like? The your, your thoughts on blue shirts as they go out west? I think I'm with you because those teams are not necessarily as strong. But I don't think the right. I hope this turns the season around where we get on a nice two point win streak. You know, which is wins, 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 wins versus lesser opponents. I believe. Yeah, I mean, you you got to hope they come back from uh, this trip with six points at least. Um, you know, I mean, no team out there is really one that's going to scare you. They already they already put it to the ducks. Um, obviously, they lost to uh, San Jose that game in overtime. Um, Seattle was actually playing uh, uh, quite a bit better and getting a really good cold tending from Martin Jones. So that might be the one you worry about more than uh, than any of the four out there. Uh, but um, uh, you know, just getting back, yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought Halak was going to start the uh, Arizona game when they came home. I, I thought Igor was going to start in Nashville too, but. Uh, uh, anyway, for whatever uh, for whatever right. reason, uh, you know, Galant tried decided to go the other way. But I mean, I don't know how you feel, Steve. I feel they got to come home with six points uh, because you're yeah, right. I mean, the Devils, the Devils. Again, I, I don't know if this is sustainable, but they're starting to worry me. You know, um, and uh, you know the Islanders actually worry me even more. Uh, we we were talking about. Uh, you know, when we, when we were uh, discussing uh, preseason, how we thought the divisions were going to shake out, uh, you know, it was evident that playoff positions were going to be at a premium. Uh, and we certainly weren't counting on the Devils. Uh, 
Uh, I think we all had kind of agreed that the Islanders, you know, were kind of a middling team. Um, I had thought that Boston was the most vulnerable uh, to miss the playoffs in the Atlantic. And uh, they're the teams that are leading the, the, the two divisions right now. So there's three yeah, this, teams I thought we really didn't have to worry about about a playoff spot, and that was right there. So uh, playoff positioning is going to be even I'm, more I'm, of a premium. Yeah, I, I am surprised that Jersey is playing well like this. The Islanders, remember I told you guys in the summer, uh, the Islanders, I thought they caught a bad break because of that awkward, long road stretch yeah. at the beginning of their season. They, they never recovered. And, and and they got a new head coach. And, you know, it would be interesting if all three of the teams in the tri-state could somehow make the playoffs. That would be an exciting yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but all three can make it. That oh man, that would be interesting in itself. In uh, the Rangers haven't yeah. hit their stride, so you, you're kind of banking on that. And I agree. And the bad thing that was really disappointing because Pittsburgh went through a bad stretch of games. Who I thought is one of those teams that they'll try to just cruise through the regular season and and get a playoff spot. And as bad as they're playing, they're only four points behind us. Like our inconsistency yeah. has kept us probably from the top spot. You know. We should be in first place, honestly. Some of the games we left on the table. We should be in first place. Yeah, um, but yeah. it's, everything is so bunched up in any other division in the East. I'm not, that, I'm not necessarily pro- surprised that Boston's in first. I'm actually surprised there's a big gap between Boston and, like, let's say, who's, who's after them? Toronto or Tampa Bay? I forget. But um, uh, yeah. it's like a 10-point well, difference, third, I think. I think ter- yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they've surprised me. I mean, Boston... It's a gap, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Boston, with the start that they've gotten off with, you know, they didn't have Marshawn to start off. Um, Charlie McAvoy just came back. Uh, I think Bergeron was coming off surgery. You had the uh, uncertainty of uh, Pasternak uh, playing, uh, you know, in his, uh, in his last year before his contract is up. Um, you know, you look at their goaltending... Uh, uh, Strayman and and um, uh, um, from uh, Buffalo, I, I name escapes me now. Um, but you look at the goal, uh, goaltending. You didn't. Oh, Omar, Omar. Uh, you look at the goaltending. You're like, yeah, it's, it's okay, but nothing special. And for them to get off the start that they did, they've given themselves uh, a real cushion now. Um, and it's going to be hard to imagine them dropping off so much that they're not going to be in. So. Um, you know, that, again, that's one team that I thought was vulnerable. I mean, uh, uh, the Devils are having success because they're just not giving up any goals. I mean, they're scoring well, but uh, they've, they're in the, uh, right at the top in uh, least goals allowed. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's why they're winning. And, again, they're doing it with, um, you know, guys that you don't really think are, you know, that great of goaltenders. And, and, you know, that's something we could talk about, Steve, because I've noticed that too. Uh, some of the really good goaltenders in this league have gotten off to slow starts. Uh, Vasilevsky, Igor, uh, some of the other guys. And some of the, the lesser goalies on teams are leading the league and goals against and, and save percentage. And it, it's amazing. And, and, you know, you don't think that that's going to last. But, uh, you know, we're in the middle of November now. And uh, some of these teams, again, like the Devils, too, are piling up points where, you know, the Rangers are giving away points. And they're putting themselves in a position where 
uh, they really have to have a major drop-off to not claim a, a playoff spot. And, um, you know, so it's going to be really tight now going down the stretch. I mean, it looks like Tampa's starting to, you know, pick it up now. Um, you know, we know they're a team that as long as you get in, you know, that's fine. Uh, Pittsburgh problem is they can't keep the puck out of the net. Um, and uh, Washington, you know, a lot of the same. And those are two teams that we figured were probably going to be, uh, you know, in the playoffs or right on that bubble as well. So, uh, uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot of teams now that the long season is still early. You know, a month from now we could be saying, oh, you know, we'll, what were we thinking that the Devils were going to be able to keep this up? But uh, But you never know. And uh, it's really tight right now, and the Rangers can't afford to keep giving away points like this because these are points that, you know, we're going to be talking at the end of March, first week of April, saying, oh, man, if we just had two more points, four more points, you know, we'd be in good shape. And, uh, you know, they they know they got to, you know, they can't afford to to keep letting this happen. They can't give away these points. They've already given away too much. And uh, You're absolutely correct. Again, that's why I'm – that's why I'm hoping to have a successful road trip out out west. Right, you got got to get it going now. Um, and then out west, now we got into the east. Uh, we haven't talked uh, a lot of the other teams around the league because we've been a lot of post games since the start of the season. But I, I'll be honest, I'm surprised. Even the Blues, even though when they beat the Avalanche the other night, I am surprised that they're in last place. I am shocked. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, like, like I did not see that coming. They got a nice, well-rounded roster. I know guys have been injured, but still, not to be in last place. And that's another thing about the Rangers. Like the Nashville is at the bottom of the Central. Like the, since these yeah. are like the Sharks, the 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 um, the Sharks, uh, the Red Wings, the first home game, uh, Nashville. These are teams. They should like that's six points right there. You you should have beat these teams. They should have beat Nashville on Saturday. Uh, yeah. You know they, they. You know it makes. Uh, it, it makes uh, you know the Winnipeg loss uh, like feasible now that you know they're. I don't know. It's like this. This league is so unpredictable because oh, it's upside down. It's upside down, it's, right? Right. Now. Right. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you and Scott wrote, wrote off the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> wow. And and I'm also the one to tell you Ottawa was going to uh, uh, be fighting for a playoff spot too, and they're like last in the division. So you know. Uh, but, you know, so don't come to me. I, I'm going to, I'm going to stay away from the uh, preseason predictions next year. <laughs> I know, I know they, uh, they actually did the, um, the uh, salute or the tribute to Claude Giroux when he returned to Philadelphia when they, those two teams yep. play. So shout out yep. to him. Let, let me ask you this before we get off um, the hockey, the hockey hall of fame, man. What are your thoughts on the inductions with uh, the Sedin twins? Damn, it seemed like they were just in the league, man. Like the other day, like well, <laughs> Daniel Alvarez, well, longtime senator, and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess know, the NHL doesn't have the and the NHL doesn't have like Major League Baseball where it's five years uh, where where you have to sit out. It's really just a, a couple. Uh, so I mean, Henrik too. Henrik is just out a couple of years, and um, actually, I, I was surprised to see today. I was surprised to see today that he's up already. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously Henrik's a Hall of Famer. <clears throat> I mean, right. some of these guys it really comes down to, are they going to be a first ballot or are they going to make them wait a year? I don't think hockey really is as petty as uh, baseball is about that. Although I am going to mention one player that I don't understand why. Um, but I think Henrik is obviously in. Uh, right. The player that I'm thinking of and, 
I, I can't remember exactly when he was playing. I don't know how much you saw of him, Steve, well, is uh, Alexander McGillney. I don't know how Alexander mm-hmm. McGillney is not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he was a, a, I mean, he was a top, top player for a number of years uh, in the league. And, uh, you know, between that and just, uh, you know, how he was one of the really, not the first, but one of the really first Russian stars uh, and his whole story about, you know, his defection and everything else uh, as far as uh, developing, uh, you know, Russian players in the NHL. I don't know what the uh, what the problem is, uh, if there's some story that I haven't heard or anything, but I think Alexander McGillney is a Hall of Famer. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, I don't see why he's not either. Uh, you know, his time in the NHL, after coming from, what, the Soviet Union – at the time, his time with, with the Sabres and the Canucks, yep, uh, yep. the Devils, um, Devils. So yep. he, you know, he played about a good. He he can he like when I started watching hockey and I say ninety, he's probably into his fifth, you know, fifth year as a pro. Um, yeah. He put in twenty years of work, you know. So I don't see how he's, you know, why wouldn't he, you know, as far as the Sedin twins and Roberto Luongo, like why not McGillney, you know. So yeah, you did not. You're right. This sport is, or this sport is not necessarily as tough as, let's say, Major League Baseball. But um, you know, I I don't see why he's not in either. I, I, it could be for sure, man. Yeah, I mean, but, this almost uh, kind yeah, of reminds I mean, me I, of like a. I'm sorry. I was gonna say this almost reminds me of like a Jim Rice thing in baseball, where I mean, the guy was clearly a Hall of Famer. Uh, you could probably say the same thing about Albert Bell too, but Albert Bell is, uh, you know, his his stats are Hall of Fame, but uh, he himself is is not exactly a full Hall of Fame person. Uh, right, but, right. Uh, and we know Jim Rice was really he didn't have a good relationship with the writers, and so the writers took it out on him for uh, many years and made him wait uh, before he got in. Uh, so that's why I say I, I don't remember ever seeing any kind of a story about McGillney of why he wouldn't be in. Uh, you know, if there's something going on with that. But, you know, I just kind of pulled up his stats uh, right now. Uh, just quick, Steve. I mean, he had uh, played 990 games, 473 goals, over 1,000 points. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and, he, and he was the best player on pretty much every team he played on and was, to me, a top 10 player for, for a period of time in, in the league. So, I don't see what the problem is with him there, but hopefully he'll get in this year. Um, the Sedin twins, I think they're in too. I don't know if you saw, I'll just tell a little story I saw of an interview with them last night for anybody who's listening may not have seen it. Somebody asked them, because they look so alike, somebody asked them if they had ever like tried switching you know, with each other, switching jerseys or their personal life or anything like that. And... Uh, I don't remember if it was, I think it was Daniel who said, you know, we never really did that as far as, you know, trying to be each other. He said, but there were a few times where I got thrown out of the face-off circle and I kind of skated around over by Henrik and, uh, you know, around where he was standing on the wing. And then I just went and skated back in and the referee didn't know this. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was a funny story where they got over on the refs a few times as far as uh, taking face-offs. But uh yeah, I think they. I think they're both into, uh, and Roberto Luongo obviously uh, with his win total uh, belongs in as well. And, and I think I saw David Poyle is also up. Uh, I was kind of surprised that he wasn't in already, to be honest. And uh, with the success that he's had in, in building teams over 
uh, you know, three decades in this league. Uh, I, both Nashville, Washington, and, and all, I, I think he should be in too. So, um, you know, as far as the names that I saw, I, I think they're all deserving, and we'll see how many get in. And a name also that got in with the Sedine Twins and Daniel Alferson, a guy, uh, Herb Carnegie, man, a guy right, oh, right, right, way back in the day. Now, I did not know that the Rangers wanted him to try out after the World War II. I did not know that. Um, you know, this is historical stuff. So obviously this is way before my time. This is all about research and all this other, sure. you know, this is how you study up on your history and your sports, you know, you know, right. with black hockey players, especially coming from Canada, because a lot of the uh, black uh, citizens of, of the nation of Canada, they are of Caribbean descent. Uh, they go up there, they migrate mm-hmm. for better lives and such. And mm-hmm. a lot of and him playing for the smaller circuits with the Aces in Quebec and French Canada, and also in Sherbrooke uh, at the time for let's say that ten year period around the war, World War Two. And I didn't I didn't know that the Rangers offered him a, 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 in a minor league spot, but he got into the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to him! And and they actually mm-hmm. paved the way actually for a lot of the black hockey players for years and decades to come, and as well deserved, mm-hmm. man. Um, uh, you know, alongside this, with this, this this current class, and I, I'm with you as far as like uh, what you said about uh, not just Sturkin, uh, uh, Henry Lundqvist. Uh, of course, he's going yeah. to be in the Hall of Fame. It's just yeah. it, it's just a matter of time, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just worry about if anybody is going to hold it against him that he didn't win a cup. Um, nah. nah, nah. I mean, they shouldn't. Did the Sedins win the twelve? Yeah. No, they didn't win a cup. Huh? The Sedin the, the twins they didn't win a cup, right? No, but I mean, for a goalie, sometimes they might uh, they might do that. Um, but uh, I think they did it with Belfour for a little while, or did he win a cup? I don't remember. Um, but um, well, we we could agree that Lundqvist was better than Le- Le- Roberto Luongo, though. Oh, I, I don't. I clearly, I don't think there's a doubt. <laughs> I don't think there's a doubt. I don't. I don't think there's a doubt at all. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, we'll see. Hopefully, they both get in. I think they both deserve it. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything else, Glenn? Um, you know, as we wrap up, uh, your final thoughts uh, is for this is the West Coast trip for the for the Blue Shirts uh, around the rest of the hockey league. Anything that caught your eye? Uh, this Hall of Fame stuff. Uh, and you know, as we wrap up as our last episode before the Turkey Day, and we'll re- reconvene in a couple of weeks to pick it up, uh, see where we are, and and catch up. What are your thoughts or, or your final thoughts, man? It's always good talking with you, man, and always good stories from you too, man. Yeah, no, you too. And, and in fact, I, you know, you mentioned before I before I get off, I, we kind of got off on another subject. Um, I did do that Vancouver Edmonton Calgary trip. Uh, yeah. I think I had told you that. In fact, I think I think that's actually how we we first started talking because I was telling you about you know some of the trips I went on and everything. And you know, I I, I was lucky enough to see uh, uh, the Rangers play at Chicago Stadium, at Boston Garden, at the Montreal Forum. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of those historic places, uh, I saw them play the sharks at the cow palace. I saw them play, uh, uh, I think it was nice. the Kings in, in Sacramento. There was a game out in Sacramento years and years ago. Uh, I nice. saw them play, uh, I saw them play the Quebec Nordiques at La Colisse. Um, mm-hmm. now I haven't done a lot of, I haven't done a lot you of, you drove there. Uh, drove, to, drove there. 
drove to Quebec. Whoa, that's got to be like, uh, how many hours is that? Like 10? Yeah, probably, you know, kind of went up the back roads through like New Hampshire and Vermont and, and up that way. Um, and went and spent a few Ooh. days with my wife. With my wife. <laughs> we spent, hey, Quebec is a beautiful city. Um, yeah. So it was really nice to spend a few days there. And, uh, yeah, I, I saw, the, saw them play the Quebec Nordiques at La Colisee. Um, so I saw a lot of those old places. I haven't traveled a lot, uh, you know, in, in the last maybe 10 years or so. So there's a lot of new arenas that I haven't been to. Uh, but uh, that, that Montreal, uh, uh, Vancouver, Mont- uh, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary trip, you got to do it. Um, it was yeah. probably probably the top two or three vacations of my whole life. Um, mm. It was uh, it was in '95. It was uh, right after Christmas. Uh, flew out to Vancouver to play there. Drove to Edmonton, rented a car, and drove to Edmonton. Saw them play there. Uh, drove to Calgary, which is not that bad of a ride. Saw them play there. Spent New Year's in Calgary. And came home, you know, a few days later. So it was like a week trip. Uh, but uh, man, it, it was it was great being up in Edmonton, this this small Western can, Canadian town uh, that's you know just all about hockey. And obviously, have having been to uh, uh, I think it was called Northlands Coliseum when I went there, right? Um, and uh, you know, and it was uh, uh, ninety five, so. Uh, it was, uh, uh, I think Gretzky was in LA, you know, he wasn't there anymore. Obviously 95 mess was with us. So, you know, it wasn't the same Edmonton Oilers that, you know, had won all those cups, but it was great to just be in that arena. It was, it felt historic just to be in the arena where they what? won all those cups. What was your I'm favorite sorry, one? Was it, what was your favorite arena of all of them? Was it the garden, Boston garden, Chicago stadium? It was it Northlands Coliseum in Edmonton or what? It's like a lot of these, Historic or, or, or the form in Montreal, like these are some iconic places, you know. But which yeah. one was your favorite? You know, my my favorite was probably Chicago, because it, it was just okay. so loud and so raucous, and you know, as I imagine, probably it is now in like Vegas or Nashville or some of these other places. I mean, obviously, the you know the forum is is like going to church, you know. Uh, yeah. But the thing about the Canadian fans is, you know, when you walk into the Montreal Forum with a Ranger jersey on, they're they're really kind of snippy, you know. They kind of hold their nose up in the air to you. And, and I just <laughs> find the fans there really, really, really very nice to, you know, want to talk to you about hockey or anything. Um, but uh, uh, I would probably say Chicago is my favorite. But, you know, I also like some of the smaller venues. Um, you know where where I went, like like seeing them in in the Colisee, uh, the the Nordiques. I mean that, and even the Cow Palace in in uh, San Jose. That those were arenas that, you know, they were they weren't really league standard, uh, major league NHL standard. They were just arenas that happened to be there when the team came into existence. So that you know they had to play somewhere, and they. They put them in these places that really weren't appropriate for NHL hockey, but it, it was, uh, you know, just kind of a, a small town uh, atmosphere that uh, is different than what you get at some of the bigger arenas. So, so those were fun, but I think of all the places that I went, probably Chicago, Chicago Stadium was my favorite, and I'm, and I'm glad I got there. I got there in, like, March. I saw the Rangers in March. I think it was March of 94. 
which was like right at the end of the Chicago Stadium run. The United Center was uh, going to be up and going the next year. So I just got there in time to, to see them. Wow. And I would probably say Chicago, you know, plus Chicago now, is a great town to, to eat and mm-hmm. tour and everything else. I mean, we, you know, right. went to Rickett Field. We went to Soldier Field. You know, we went all over the place on that trip. But, um, you know, the city itself notwithstanding, I think probably Chicago Stadium was my favorite time. All right. Cool, man. Hey, man, enjoy the holiday, Glenn. It was good talking. Uh, we'll catch up in a couple of weeks. See you on the social media. We're talking between on, on, on the threads, of course, during the game threads and these different groups and social media. But, yeah, man, um, yeah, outside of, like, I wish I could have had it, went to the old garden. Um, yeah. The old Chicago Stadium. Or even, like, uh, damn, you said them all. Like, you know, they, they've been out of Quebec for years, man, so or decades at this point. Yeah, but, the, uh, o- the only one I didn't get to was the Olympia in Detroit. But I got to the other, obviously, the Garden. You've been there to Lewis. Uh, you know, I, right. Well, actually, it was the Olympia back, like, you know, then. But you're right. In the time I was traveling, it was Joe Lewis, right. Uh, but I never got right. never got to Detroit. That's the only one I didn't get to of the old original six stadiums. Right on, right on. All right, man, we'll, we'll be up uh, heading west. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Stitcher will be back in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, we'll make a, a better dent in the uh, division to climb up the charts, and then we'll go from there. And we'll have a lot, to, lots to discuss, not only with our squad but around the league. And congratulations to the uh, inductees for the Hockey Hall of Fame. So I'm very so, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Glenn, man. Lee Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue.